Disney Vault Talk presents Rebel Yell. Star Wars Rebels discussion and commentary. With your hosts, Teresa Delgado and Steve Lawson, and a few surprises along the way. And now, Disney Vault Talks Rebel Yell. Take cover indeed in what has been apparently um, kind of a, a div- not divisive is the wrong word, but an interesting situation in the fallout from Double Agent Droid. We're here to cover it on Rebel Yell to talk about it, to kind of give our thoughts and opinions on it, and, uh, and what thoughts and opinions they will be. This is going to be Rebel Yell in two parts. Here at the beginning, you're going to hear myself. In the second part, you'll hear myself, but in the beginning part... It's myself, and you know her best, is the lovely, the talented, the powerful, Teresa Delgado. Hello, Teresa. Oh, I was so relaxed, hanging out in space, <laughs> those little pink bug floaty things. They're the, they're the Nebrae, or whatever they are. They're the little, they're, they're like the baby space. They're babies. Yeah. Baby space slugs. Well, we saw one um, uh, with Yoda. Mm-hmm. In in the Clone Wars, in that first episode, ambush way back when. That's what comes and lands on his little finger, and then we see them full grown when um, Ahsoka and the and the people are doing the Y wing run through that one area. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I think they're called knee brace. Give me a not not knee brace. That's uh, <laughs> that's for those of you who have who have trouble with the walking. Um, but yeah. He's just having a little little fun time, starting to do his musical. Let's just get right to that point, Teresa. Let's talk about AP5 singing. <laughs> um, did Oh, man. When that happened, I was like, wait, is this like a hallucination or like a dream or something? It's like, oh, wait, no, it's real. And then, okay, best thing about it, the ghost doesn't even slow down. They just... <laughs> fly right through and just like pick him up like that junk that is honestly probably one of the funnier bits ever in star wars um when when they back up to him and he just and have the door open he's like no 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 um yeah he's like no and you just kind of hear the clunk when he hits the gravity (laughs) poor poor ap5 um i guess my question was because i did think this in in the vastness of space, um, was he maybe starting to go crazy? I mean... No, I think he was just... He had a musical moment. Oh, my Lanta. He really just... He had a musical moment. Mm-hmm. You know, Trisha, Trisha Barr, your, your co-host over at uh, Fangirls Going Rogue. Oh, um, no, I haven't seen what she said, so I have I've, no idea. I haven't seen what she said either, but I've been on shows with her before talking about droids and she's very callous towards droids oh really yeah she's very much like they're just machines oh yeah that's true well she's she's an engineer yeah so. right and 
and I'm just like, I, I can't help but wonder what her response to this situation is when a droid starts to sing. Like, where in its programming is that found? Uh, it's buried down deep, mm -hmm. you know? Like, they all have, like, a song, I think, kind of like their anthem, you mm -hmm. know? My anthem, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like how when I come on Geek Out Loud, my anthem is this, like, a song from Cars, you know? Right, right, right. And I your entrance music, like, like wrestling. Yeah. So maybe his is... His entrance music is, I'm floating in the sky. I'm floating around. <laughs> I feel so at peace. Well, myself. you know, um, let, let me get back there real quick. Uh, StarWars.com on their episode guide. Did they guide, post a song? Actually, uh, the musical cue that they posted is, uh, the. I don't know if it's his words, but it's definitely the, the music from that situation. So let's see if we can... Pull this up and play this a little bit. Well, now this seems like it's starting way out in the intense moment when Chopper was coming at him. Guns a-blazing. Hmm. I, I think this, this starts a little early. Or no, this is just the spacewalk. I'm sorry. I would. This is his spacewalk on the ship, but that's unfortunate. I would hope that they would play, you know, the music that leads up to him singing. But I guess they're just. Well, can you fast forward it? Well, it's only a minute and six seconds, so yeah, we're. Oh. I mean, we're almost to the end. Man, I want the AP five song. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Chopper's shooting at him, and now he's gonna get blasted off the whole. The hole. Don't My they have? Well, I wonder if they have just that clip on on YouTube of him singing. Uh, I, I bet someone has posted up there. Let me just uh, let me use let my me powers Google of Google Foo. Yeah, let me use my my powers of Google Foo, and uh, let's see see what, what we have Google here. Foo? It's the uh, art of being able to Google. Google I should be frightened, but I'm strangely calm. The silence, solitude. Ah, this is beautiful. I'm in a world all my own. I do not feel alone. It's easy to see. I fit perfectly. In this wonderful, beautiful No, 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 go away. I was so happy. Oh, so it's easy to see. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, when he started, I'm like, is he rhyming on per Is he singing? What is this? What is going well, on? Well, there's that pan in shot where he's like turning mm -hmm. and there he's just surrounded by little pink things by the knee brace that's what i actually found out that's exactly what they're called knee brace so uh yeah it was great i will admit that i did think he was kind of like starting to lose his mind a mm -hmm. little but then i was like oh he's just singing yeah <laughs> and then i was like 
it's really weird. It is, but that's funny. It was <laughs> like a, it went through this whole thought, this whole weird thought process. It was a strange choice, and I'm trying to think of any other time um, in Star Wars. Obviously, there's music throughout Star Wars. I mean, one of the earliest things we were ever introduced to as Star Wars fans was the old Cantina Band. You know, music within the universe. Then playing music, so music is definitely a thing. Um, and and when you get to well, yeah, because there's that one band called the Tootle Fruits. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on, you knew it was going to have to come up. I mm. could not avoid that. That was, like, perfect. Yeah, the Tootle Fruits. I want to know what the Tootle Fruits sound like, okay? They, like, well, they I don't... really, I want somebody to to make up a fake band and be the Tootle Fruits. Apparently, they don't sound like anything right now. They're in prison because they wrote that song about Darth Vader. Oh, yeah, that's right. I want to know what that song sounded like. Um. Well, there's also this, and I don't know if this is canon or not. So bear with me on this, but there is, of course, this situation. Oh, God. Are you familiar with Christmas in the Stars? Oh, my stars. I've never yes. been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. First of all, they don't celebrate Christmas in Star Wars. They, in, in the, they, they celebrate Christmas in the stars. Christmas in the stars. Christmas in the stars. What a merry Christmas this will be. Hmm, see, uh, C-3PO does. Here's what I'd like to see happen, and, and I'm wondering if we could get the money for this. Let's do a Kickstarter wherein we perform this live on stage. We do the whole Christmas in the Stars album as a, as a Christmas musical. We, we Who get is a, we? Well, uh, me, you. Okay, um, I have to sing on stage, right? No, I mean you could be like a speaky part. You um, mean to dance? I'll sure, dance. you could dance. Uh, we could work up some choreography. We'll need choreographers. We'll need musicians to re-record all this, uh, all all the music. And well, um, I'm hiring Riley Blanton. And so. uh, well, yeah, we could get Riley involved. Uh, Bethany could probably be involved with this situation. Um, and then, and, and then of course we'll source it out. I mean, we can go to Nashville and do this. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause anybody can do anything in Nashville. Well, you know, I mean, we start there, find us a little theater and we put it on it'll be a hit. It'll be a huge hit. And I think I we found can, the theater, the Grand Ole Opry. We could do it at the Grand Ole Opry. They'd love it. And before, and we could make enough money before the, uh, si the cease and desist start coming down. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, and then we could buy new podcasting equipment mm -hmm. and next thing you know we'll be on a stage at celebration in 20 years talking about how we almost went to jail for star wars sounds good it'll be a great panel let's make it a plan we're now taking questions from the audience go ahead sir and some <laughs> dude stands up and he's like what made you think this was a good idea what makes you think it's not i don't know i'm getting so AP five sings on rebels <laughs> yeah. we can do it i don't know i'm getting so intense with the audience right now I'm Cy Snoodles. I'm I'm better than Cy. Wait a snooty. Um, so, Everybody's better than Cy Snoodles. Come on. I'm just kidding. Lopsy neck is my jam. Lopsy neck. What is nibbling? I used to think because in the original, before the special editions, it would cut to right in the middle of that whole lopsy neck thing, from the power droid getting his feet branded, and he'd be like, yeah. "What?" And then she'd get cut to her singing. 
And I'll, I could never understand what they're saying, but at one point I, I thought like her breakdown was like a man in France. He's a birdie. Um, but that's not. <laughs> it's I'm serious. Listen, I'm serious right now. It always sounded like a man in France. That's like when I used to sing only baloney to only the lonely. Only baloney. That's a good. Exactly. That's good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good parody song right there. I think. Yeah, I think we should when make that kid, happen. You think you sure. hear something and it's not. Yes. What you thought. Yeah. See, but listen to this. And I think you'll fill in nicely. No! 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 See, you heard a little music breakdown just then, but she didn't say anything. Just wait. All right, here we go. See, it sounds like she said, like a man in France. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> and I'm wearing pants. And I'm wearing pants. <laughs> like I do a dance. I do a dance. Um... All right, so there was a singing droid, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it. I think I'm supposed to like it, <laughs> um, but I'm not sure I do. Well, by the way, Dave Filoni was talking about it on the Rebels Recon. I think you are supposed to like it. I think it was, a, as he describes it, you know, an edgy, risky move, and I think we're supposed to like it when they're edgy. I guess. Oh, that totally fits. Blessed Cheesemaker. Look what they did to my pants. What they did to my pants. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's AP5. And and AP5 was the only one who knew something was up. Like, it was weird. He was great. He's like, uh, this is not right. There's something wrong. Yeah. Wedge is stupid. Oh, here, I'll just take the drink from the Psycho Nice Droid. What? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? Cut, cut the chatter, Red 2. Let's, let's not forget, when we're first introduced to Wedge in Star Wars proper and in, in in the way it was introduced to us, the first thing we get is, that's impossible, even for a computer, from Fake Wedge. And then Wedge in the, uh, in the X-Wing is like, wow, look at the size of that thing. So, you know, he's got a little, you know, he's not... It takes him to about Empire. Really, it takes him to Jedi before he's really, you know, kind of grown out of all the silliness. Because in Jedi, he's just, you know, the only thing you really hear from is they're headed to the medical frigate. And, uh, you know, of course, then he goes in to the inside of the Death Star with uh, Lando to help make that kill shot on the Death Star. Um, so Hera knew. That's true. Hera, when they got back, Hera knew something was up. Mm-hmm. Because well, Her- I mean, it took her a minute. Right. You know, to figure it out. Now, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Because this is probably one of the things I've seen people complaining about a lot and really upset about was the way Hera handled this situation. And I'm going to... My first reaction to this was, yes! Right. Like, I was so excited about Hera getting mad like she got so pissed off Mm -hmm. like don't mess with my droid you know and I loved 
how pissed she got. And she was like, hey, you in there. You know, and I don't right. remember exact, her exact words, but it was essentially like, suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, I blew up your ship. She went WWE circa 1998. Seriously. Yeah. And then, you know, and I was all like, oh, this is awesome. She was so cool, you know, and she's like, don't mess with my droid. And then I see people talking online and they're saying, oh, well, she's treating, she says, don't mess with my droid. She should have been like, don't mess with my friend and all this uh... stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, look. I love the droids. I love BB-8. I love R2. Mm-hmm. I love Chopper. I love C-3PO. I love AP-5, K-2SO. They're great. All this stuff. But they're not pets. Mm-mm. They are robots. Oh, they're androids. Well, they're, yeah. I mean, it's even worse than robots. Yeah. Because they're even less. Well, it's like, it's like, you know, when you go to get a new phone, an iPhone particularly, and it tells you to name your phone when you're, like, syncing it all up and getting everything in there and i always try to name my phones you know actual names such as which i don't know why you, why i've never i don't know i mean i know what you do well, because just, it said name i mean like even with ipods back in the day it's like what's i name your ipod and so my first ipod's name was charlie <laughs> and uh <laughs> charlie died um but uh but i never refer to it hey this is charlie i'm like this is my ipod this is my iphone they call him Chopper. It's a pet name, but he's still her droid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and my like my phone's just named Penguin. Yeah, see, but it's not your Penguin. It's your phone. Mm-hmm. And 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 they're still a possession. That's the thing. These droids are still possessions. Um, as friendly as you get with them, even like people who name their vehicle. You know, it's like it's still my car's named Sally. It, but it's still your car. Right, you know, I mean, it's not like and it's if someone like and if someone was hijacking your car, like if you walked out into the parking lot and saw someone driving off, you wouldn't say, "Hey, bring back Sally." You yell, "Someone stole my car!" You wouldn't yeah, be like, exactly. "You wouldn't be like, someone stole Sally." You'd be like, "Someone stole my car." So, <clears throat> it's the same thing. Um, I my problem came with this concept, and and quite frankly, you can hear me uh, on the next episode of Rebels Declassified over at Rebel Force Radio talking about this episode and the prior one, Secret Cargo. Spoiler alert, we talk more about Secret Cargo than we do Double Agent Droid. Um, but one of the things is is she blows up that, that listening ship and with a power surge through Chopper because the whole idea is, is they've got some really sensitive equipment um, mm-hmm. that, you know, to be tracking him from such a distance. And so she basically overloads their equipment with a much, much stronger signal. Correct. And um, and it and it blows up their equipment, ends up blowing up the whole ship. <laughs> and Suck it. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, this is, this is uncomfortable. Because See, we, I didn't feel that way. At well, all. because we actually were inside with all those people for so long throughout the episode. <laughs> it's like well, and here's the thing: do you did you catch that perhaps she might have blown up herself? Get it? What you mean? You don't get it. Mm-mm. There's a oh, because Vanessa Marshall. Yeah, Vanessa Marshall was totally Vanessa Marshall's yeah, voice. She was one of those. She was one of those. Uh, people she's like that was trying to get uh pablo hidalgo's lookalike as voiced by josh gad by the way Mm. um to uh 
to like, all right, let's just stand in. Let's get this information to Grand Admiral Thrawn. And he's like, no, we will find the base. And she's like, well, maybe we should contact Thrawn. Yeah, the minute she talked, I'm like, hey, that's Vanessa Marshall. Um, but yeah, she kind of blew up herself. I guess that's true. I mean, I didn't have a problem with her blowing all of them up and killing all of them. You know, I mean, we're supposed to kill the Empire. That's what we're supposed to do. They're not supposed to live, you know. Yeah, but there's but when there's a like generally when we see things blow up, there's no face to it. You might see the pilot behind the TIE fighter, but he's got a helmet on, you know, and there's still some distance there. We're looking in these people's faces. It's like That's okay. We're getting ready for what's gonna happen this week. Kenobi! <laughs> That's a that's your Darth Maul, huh? That's my imitation of his voice in the thing. Hey, what'd you think the of trailer. all these what'd you think of all the Lobot people in that shit? Uh I was like, why are these all Lobot people? Well remember And then I remembered that there was the weird little Greedo Lobot guy. Yeah, Sibo. Yeah. His name was Sibo. Yeah. Notice how we just use original trilogy names were like the Greedo Lobot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, we for for years and years and years, and I'm and by years and years and years, I mean like literally since like 1980, 81 ish. They said that those were cybernetic implants on Lobot's head, but we all thought they're headphones, right? And he's listening to music up in there. He's got some disco going with those puffy sleeves, and all that he's got. He's he's got those puffy sleeves. You know, they puff out down at the bottom. Um, Prince sleeves. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, but he looks like he's headed to the disco, and so he's got his head—he's got his big old headphones on, and he's—he's he's rocking all the way to the Cloud City disco. Cloud City disco. Yeah, you know it's true. Little BGs up in there. <laughs> it's not fever, not fever. You know where to go. <laughs> Lock them in the security tower and keep it quiet. Not fever, not fever. <laughs> That's my uh, BGs. Mm hmm. So, yeah. I was going about to start singing Shining Star from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. By the way, Teresa, I know you're not really into it, and this is more up the Geek Out Loud line of thinking than anything. Have you, uh, did, did you watch the Netflix Marvel stuff at all? I haven't watched any of it. Okay. Well, in season two of Daredevil, uh, the Punisher shows up, and he's in um, he's in a car with the female lead of the show, mm -hmm. a, a Karen Page is her name, and um, and and she turns on the car, and the tape that's in there is playing Shining Star, and Shining Star. and he starts laughing. Who you he's like laughing. He's like. Can you imagine me driving down the road singing this song? Because, <laughs> like, he's going on a killing spree and mm -hmm. has killed all these gangs and stuff. And so, like, and, and she's scared to death, you know, that now she's in the car with this guy. She doesn't know what it, she doesn't know if he's crazy. She doesn't know what. He's like, can you imagine me driving down the road singing this? And uh, it's got a great payoff later on down the road um, in there. But you saying that made me think of that. So, but yeah, you know, you know, Lobot's walking around listening to that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. You know, when he turns around and does that point back to the guards after Lando hugs Han, 
he did he did that in rhythm with whatever beat was going on in his head. You know he did because he turned on that heel so quick. He's like, I got to get my dancing in somehow. You certainly belong with us up here in the clouds. So, do you think that Hera knew she was going to blow him up, or did she think she was just feeding some stuff back? I think it was just a... I don't think she knew she was going to blow him up. I think it was just a lucky a happy circumstance. side effect, yeah. Yeah, side effect. Uh, but I do know that I don't think she cared, because she was like, you mess with my droid, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And now, granted, she kind of risked chopper a little bit i was sure. a little concerned but i feel like she knows him well enough that she knows that that wasn't going to ruin him you right. know yeah i think she knew well now let me let me let me pose this question to you and this is something that i've already talked about and i just want to get your thoughts on it um you know the whole thing they were doing from chopper was trying to download the data to find out where the rebel base is mm-hmm. and and it's all because thrawn has told everyone to be on the lookout for these droids We've had right. we've had droid infiltrators, and we need to figure out who they are, and um, and that's what turns this whole crew of this listening ship on to them, and, and and so they start. And of course, they you know I'm not going to walk through the plot. This episode ends up really having, as far as I can see, no consequences. Um, in the future, I mean, I, for the rebels, they got the data that they wanted you know, the, the the access codes or whatever they were getting into. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, there's there's no other consequences that are coming from this. Do you think this episode would have been a little bit more impactful? Because even Filoni said in the Rebels Recon, you know, everyone calls this kind of stuff filler. And, that's, and, and what that means is in a show that's become as much serialized as it is episodic. In other words, as one thing leads to another leads to another and things have consequences and build upon themselves, that there's sometimes these episodes that seem like they go nowhere and are just there because, well, we needed an episode to fill the numbers. Um, Would you, do you think that maybe they should have let those people get the rebel base? You know, and let that, no? Okay. No. I mean, it's got to happen. I don't think it was filler. I think it was important for us to understand how... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Peep, dro- um, hmm. mm-hmm. You hush. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I'm trying to make a good point here. Okay. I don't know what it is right now, mm-hmm. but I was just going to talk my way into it. Sure. Okay, um, Michael Scott. <laughs> I did that on the Big Honkin' Show today, in fact. I started something and had no idea where I was supposed to be going with it. Morty, and it, uh, and it died on the table just like your explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's filler, mm-hmm. but I'm not exactly sure why I don't think it's filler. Mm-hmm. I think it helps establish some relationships and some character building and stuff, which is important. Between whom? Droids and people. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. we got to see AP5 sing. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, we back in the small. That sm- was the point of the episode. Back in the Smallville days, um, we had a saying uh, that filler doesn't necessarily mean noir. 
Now, Noir was an episode of Smallville that was uh, mostly in black and white, and the whole thing was a dream, and it did nothing at all to further the storyline, and it took place very late in the season, just like this one. And in fact, a lot of times on Smallville, as you got late into the season, before the last two episodes, two or three episodes of the season, they would throw in something that was kind of filler. And sometimes they'd be really good episodes with some really good character moments. And then other times they would be like that episode that was 90% a dream and did nothing for the story overall as it stood. And so we, we developed the saying that, well, filler doesn't necessarily mean noir and because that was the title of the episode. And I, I think that's this case. I think this was an enjoyable episode, but I don't know... I don't know that it did anything major for the story overall. Unless those access codes really come into play, you know, in that season finale. Yeah. They might. And now we're headed we're headed pretty fast in the season finale. It's going to be an hour-long event um, on the 25th of May. Before we get to there, though, we've got an episode that very well could be filler as far as the overall story of Rebels goes, but as far as the Star Wars saga goes... It's a pretty huge episode, and that is... Uh, and it's only freaking 30 minutes. What yeah. is that nonsense garbage? Well, as long as most of it's a lightsaber battle. I mean... I don't need it. No, I want more than... I don't... Oh, my God. I don't want it to just be a lightsaber battle. I want there to be dialogue. I want there to be a back and forth. I want there to be a, you know... Well, I'm sure there will be. super crazy conflict and, like, you know, if I'm gonna lose my boyfriend, <laughs> then I better lose him in this epic, epic, epic way. Well, that's what I'm saying. Want, as long as it's... I don't want ten minutes of him walking through the freaking exactly. sands of Tatooine, Yes, okay? that's, and that's what I mean, is I don't want a third of the episode to be him hunting for Kenobi. I want I want that op- I, him in the desert and doing the Kenobi yell needs to end with um, the the rebels thing and then next thing you know you cut to night and Kenobi's sitting there roasting his weenies or whatever he's doing and Maul comes walking up and from there the rest of the episode and when I say lightsaber battle I'm talking old school Star Wars lightsaber battle where there's stops in the middle to kind of trash talk and talk back and forth and have the dialogue that you're talking about. Um. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Now that's and and that leads me to my question. I think we're all pretty convinced that Darth Maul's going to die going to die going to going to die. He's uh, I'm not. You're not? No, I'm not convinced he's going to die. Well, I want to take you back to around this time in season 2 last year. I didn't say he was going to no, die. No, 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 no. But your statement was about Ahsoka. What did I say? I'm scared <laughs> that you didn't know that you would be able to continue. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lighten it up a little bit. I think you said you wouldn't watch the show anymore. Wait, but what? When if you said that if Ahsoka dies, you wouldn't watch the show anymore. Well, they you didn't tell done. us whether she lived or died, so I got out easy on that. Okay, all right. If Maul dies, where do you stand? Mm-hmm. Um. Um, um, <laughs> well, I've already lost him once, Steve. That's a good he point. He came back yeah, to me. That's right. He came back. Yeah. So even if he dies, he can probably still come back. So 
I'll, like, mm -mm. I'll keep watching. I think if Kenobi gets him this time, it's all she wrote. There's not going to be Well, any... you know what? If Kenobi gets him this time, I'm done with Kenobi. <gasps> like, bye. Shut your mouth. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Kenobi. <laughs> Kenobi, bye. Kenobi, bye like Mace. Mm-hmm. No. No, 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 not really. Um, I couldn't do that to him. I understand. I understand why he would have to. Look, okay, let's face it. Okay, Darth Maul's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. He's a bad guy. Yeah. He's he's sort of he's not really a bad guy anymore. He's just he's like a shifty pirate. He's like he's like Hook on Once Upon a Time. No, he's a bad you know? guy. No, he's not. He's now he's kind of like in between, you know. No, he's not a And tweener. he's just trying to he's just trying to get back at the guy who cut him in half. And you gotta give it to him. I mean, I would probably do it too. You know, vengeance. It's a pirate thing. It's a pirate thing. Not a Hondo pirate thing. <clears throat> But like a hook pirate thing, and he probably will die. Mm -hmm. But I hope he dies fantastically. Oh sure. If he dies. Yeah, like gets forced thrown into a sar, like gets sliced in half no. and forced thrown into a sar like pit. Want, no, no. I want him to die in like a close-up fight where they're like looking in each other's eyes, and he's like, and you know, he's like, "You killed me," and he dies. Like I want it like face to face, like staring into each other's eyes. Yeah. This is the end. Not any of the sarlacc garbage. Right. And not leaving him on the side of a mountain just to burn. Right. Yeah. Like let's get some intensity up in here. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's going to be intense, and and I'm looking forward to it. And of course, we'll have a lot to talk about. I'm sure. When it when it drops, as they say in the old uh, in in the old hip hop world, um, if he lives, what else is there for him to do? Uh, see, that's the thing is, I feel like in order to do him justice, he needs to die because he's lost. He he has no purpose anymore. All right. You know he he's never gonna be in charge of anything. Mm -hmm. He's never gonna be the level that a Darth Maul should be, right. you know? So if he's going to rise to the occasion of being something like that was a long time ago, Yeah, you know? And so <clears throat> he's like a little old man that doesn't have a purpose anymore. And I get it. So we didn't talk about this episode at all. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we said all there was to say, you said chopper was painted again. Who yeah, painted him? That's Sabine wasn't there. Well, I, maybe they have a wrap that they just put on him. Maybe. And take off. I think it's interesting that Thrawn is keeping up with the droids. Mm. Um, you know, that he's he, that there's nothing that gets past Thrawn. Um, no. And he's as scary as ever. Thrawn aims to kill, ladies and gentlemen, is what I'm telling you. Uh, just ask Shaz Bazaar. Um, and we got to see Wedge go to the bathroom. Yep. So, what more do you need? You, you novel people got to be happy the term fresher is back. <laughs> yeah. I need to go to the refresher. Yeah. So you guys got to be happy about that. Um, <laughs> because we can't call it bathroom in Star Wars. Oh, man. All right. Well, Teresa, at Disney Vault Talk on Twitter. We are at Disney Vault Talk on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and really quick before we go, yeah. I finally finished my article on does the Kyber Crystal choose the Jedi? Mm. Comparing that with how wands choose wizards and looking at this whole, um, not philosophy, but uh, mythology is the right word. 
And it's pretty good. So check it out. It's on fangirlnextdoor.com. And leave some comments. Let me know how you like it. Tweet at me. Because it took me a year to write, so. Teresa is a very slow typer. Um, I'm very. One letter <laughs> a month. Oh, so it's a 12 letter. Oh, it'll be a quick read then. 12 no, letters. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Hush. Stop it. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So, Teresa, it's always oh, fun. Oh, really quick. Yes. Really quick. Uh, if Ezra intervenes with my Kenobi Mall showdown, yes. I'm going to kill that blueberry. Yeah. Stay the heck out. Get away. I, I think they're very sensitive to that being the case. I would be I would be surprised if Kanan intervenes, but I would be Don't, very shocked if... Just if, get the heck out well, of because, my business. Because Kanan has been noticeably absent um, in the past couple of episodes. So I think that, I, yeah, I mean, I guess he was on the way to pick up Ezra and Chopper in that Thrawn episode. But in Secret Cargo, he was absent, and then here, he's been absent. So it may be that he's onto something that we're not onto. So, Maybe. And uh, I, I don't know that he would necessarily end up getting involved, but it wouldn't surprise me if he shows up and uh, and is told by Kenobi, get out of here. You need to go away. Uh, thank you. Thank you for trying, but leave. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Teresa, we'll all be together next week on Rebel Yell with John Jackson Miller. Yeah, tell Arish I, I'm sorry that scheduling didn't work out, and I can't wait to hear this all put together. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. So join us. Uh, right on the other side of this incredible version of Lopty Neck. It's a mashup with Lopty Neck and Yub Nub. Alright, alright, alright. Well, as promised at the beginning of this episode, uh, here's not lo- no longer with us is the lovely, the talented, the powerful Teresa, but my brother from another mother has now joined us, uh, Erish. And Erish, we talked about the feud that you and Teresa are apparently having where you refuse to be on an episode together, but welcome. Glad to have you on. <laughs> are we feuding? Is that what's going on? Well, we joked about it. We said um, at the beginning of the episode, we said, Teresa, like, I just refuse to be on an episode with Erish. He's trying to take my spot. And, and then we quickly said, no, that's not true, everyone. Everyone calm down. She gave me her spot. That's right. <laughs> there is no feud. I'm actually bummed that uh, it's just, you know, one of those weird weeks and we had this crazy blizzard up here and stuff. And it's just we just weren't able to coordinate this week. Right. But, uh, I'm actually a little dis- uh, Yeah, I'm excited that Teresa's back and we get yes. to do one show with mm-hmm. her and then it didn't work out. So, well, all that will change I'll- next week. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, please do listen to us next week because I, I think we've got a cool guest lined up that, you know, I'm not going to drop it, but tune in next Wednesday night when uh, we record live. Uh, I think it's going to be a great show. Me too. I think it's going to be so much fun as we talk about uh, whatever that title of the episode is. Kenobi! Kenobi! Mall. And that's kind, of, that's kind of a hint as to... Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Um, as we uh, well, as we get in this air, let's jump right to the singing droid situation, as I did with Teresa, and you let you tell me because I feel like I'm not supposed to like it. 
So what, you want to know if I liked AP5 singing? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm kind of torn on it. I mean, look, Me I, too. I think that this is I think that this is something that's an overall thing with this episode. You know, it it, it it's kind of funny cuz we ended last week's show talking about how phenomenally good this season has been. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that this episode wasn't a bad episode. Uh but it was, and you know, even Filoni kind of referred to this in the Rebels Recon that this was sort of a filler episode, mm-hmm. right? And the, I think the strong thing about this, especially the second half of the season, has been that it's it's aside from the other droids episode, it's been pretty lacking a filler episode, right? And you know, I, I don't. <sighs> kind of wish that we hadn't gotten a filler episode here you know we're we've got all this great momentum building to the season finale and you know this is the the, there's only two episodes left after this Mm -hmm. or two weeks left after this that to hit us with the filler episode now is you know it kind of halts that momentum a little bit Mm -hmm. um well i mean there was some cool stuff that happened in this episode, but then you end it with a droid floating in space, singing with like little bird-like creatures floating around. Well, those were those were Nibres. right? Little bird-like creatures. Right. Well, they grow <laughs> um, into they grow into the big, huge things, though. Yes, I, I realize that okay. these were babies, um, and, and there was something. I, there's. Something there was something very poignant about it. Um, that you know, this if AP five finally finds peace, right? You know, but also it's there's a droid singing, floating in space, mm-hmm. with little baby things mm-hmm. floating around him. What's your favorite thing singing in Star Wars? Um, Jefferson Starship and the no. holiday special. <laughs> You that is correct, sir. You win. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, my favorite singing is the Ewoks at the end of Return of the okay, Jedi. Cool. But, cool. I didn't. Um, and and I'm, I look, I'm not opposed to singing, but like this, that, like I'm saying, this is kind of indicative of this episode. You had some coolness, but then you had some goofiness in there too. Mm-hmm. The whole exchange between. The whole Annie get your gun exchange between Chopper and AP5 at the beginning of the episode. Anything uh, you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anything you can be, I can be greater. Sooner or later, I'm greater than you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I mean, they almost telegraphed that they're going to go full on musical, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of foreshadowing, but it just felt out of place to me. Yeah. Like, that kind of reference. And and, and this is the thing that the show is doing a, a lot of lately. It's a lot of, like, little in-jokey things or in-reference things or, like, too cutesy. You know, that, the fact that the Josh Gad character was based on Pablo Hidalgo, and not that I have anything against it being based on Pablo Hidalgo, but this is now like what, like the sixth or seventh Lucasfilm employee mm-hmm. this season that's been had a character based on them. Yep, yep. You know, it's it's getting too too uh, insular almost. Right. You know what I'm? You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's something that where it, it's one thing to have in um, 
an ancillary Jedi in the arena battle uh, in episode two named uh, Coleman Trebor after Rob Coleman, uh, one of the animators. But, you know, yeah, when you get right down to here is this likeness that is indeed Pablo Hidalgo with Lobot, you know, with a Lobot headset on. Well, and according to StarWars.com, they even had Pablo record all of the dialogue for him right. before they brought Josh Gad in. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, 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 it's just, it, I don't, it, it just, it takes me out of the show. Hmm. You know, and in this particular case, the AP5 chopper, Annie Get Your Gun moment immediately took me out. Right. I, I was right immediately away, thinking of that song. You're, you're right. I was immediately yeah, right thinking away, of that. I'm like, where do I know that from? I mm-hmm. know that. And look, it's from the musical. I'm almost certain it's been used in countless commercials and stuff. It's part of our pop culture now. Mm-hmm. And, and they've done this a number of times where they've taken real world, real world pop culture things and worked them into the show. And it just feels out of place. It feels it feels too forced. Um, it feels uh, it it feels um, it feels too too real world. Mm-hmm. And and in this case, it felt like they were trying to do an Abbott and Costello bit that just fell flat. Yeah. So yeah, I, and, and I get that it builds up like these two droids, like their characters not jelly, but. There's any number of ways, there's any number of original dialogue that you could have written to convey that same thing. You didn't mm-hmm. have to take a famous song like that right, and use it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, there is one thing about this episode, Irish, is you've been saying since way back in the Hera episode where they, where they were trying to steal back her family totem or whatever. Um, the why, gig is up. Yeah, why don't, we, why don't they just, how do they not notice these droids? <laughs> Or just send but, in, or just send in the droids. But is the gig up because Josh Gad never transmitted the data, mm-hmm, right, to Thrawn, and Hera flat out murdered all of them. And there we'll you get go. To that in a few minutes, she's flat out. <laughs> we can out go ahead and talk about an it now. Entire, an yeah. entire cruiser. Well, I asked Teresa. So, and, 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 so is the is the gig really up? For right. Them? Well, let let me ask you this, based on that situation, because. I felt like that one. I, I, there was a lot of tension as they were uploading all that information from Chopper, and mm-hmm. and that's when suddenly things started to get like real, you know. And I'm like, oh my lord, uh, this is how it goes down. This is how Thrawn finds them. And if if we had gotten the same end with Hera murdering them, with you know the blowing up and everything, but that one little piece of information that confirms, yes, the rebel base is here, or yes, this is what they know, to Thrawn, would that not have ramped up the 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 importance, for lack of a better word, of this episode? I still think there's an importance to this episode. Um, Defend yourself? You, because they brought refreshers back into the Star Wars universe? Oh, oh I want to talk about the refresher, too. We'll, we'll get to that. Um but the importance of this episode to me was one, this whole Imperial intelligence got, I mean, basically they're AWACS mm-hmm, mm-hmm. flying through space, collecting all this data. Right. I was fascinated by that. As I was, I was fat, you know, and, and look, we all know the kind of look like since empire strikes back Lobot with the thing around his head and stuff. Um, and we've been hearing about the ISB throughout the series. ISB has shown up in some of our books and stuff. 
but to actually like get an episode based around them, I thought was really cool. And I was mm-hmm. really intrigued by the ship and the look of the ship and the agents yeah. on board and how they operated. <clears throat> um, and how they were able to take control of chopper on the flip side. I was really fascinated by the, the knowledge that Hera wipes choppers memory after all the missions so that they can't find out right. strategic information. Right. So I love that little bit of knowledge on Hera. That's brilliant. And that's the kind of thing that a great captain or commander should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were moments like that that I felt added weight and importance to this episode. Um, and also the fact that we learned that Thrawn is now onto Chopper and AP5 knows that they're part of the, the rebel cells and in particular part of Phoenix squadron. Yeah. So another clue is to him getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly there was a file on them because Josh Gad was able to draw up all of the information sure. on him or his, or his minions were like right away Yeah, had the shots from the different episodes. So that kind of stuff was cool to me. I, I really got into that. And I really dug that. Um, it was the songs and things that kind of took me out of it a little bit. It, yeah, it was it was a weird juxtaposition of, oh, look at all the new stuff they're showing us versus, oh, look at all the new stuff they're showing us. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I'm sorry, the zipper sound effect when, when Wedge is like, what are you doing in here? Uh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah, they put a zipper sound effect when AP5 walks into the refresher. Um. All right, if we we got to talk about the refresher for a minute. Mm-hmm. Is that like not one of the largest bathrooms you've ever seen? Oh, it, that it that seems, bathroom was ginormous. It seemed rather large for an Imperial shuttle, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. an Imperial shuttle. Well, it's not even. Yeah, an Imperial shuttle. Like you're taking up like half the shuttle just for a bathroom. Right. That's what it seemed like. Indeed. Yeah. But now, Teresa, someone had a theory. Oh, I know what it was. It was on my most recent. I, was, I got to be on Rebel Force Radio's Rebels Declassified talking about this episode and Secret Cargo as well. Oh, um, and, and look we were, at you, man about town. And I forget who. <laughs> cro- cro- cross-pollinating the Rebels now. That's right. And, and I forget who it was that brought up, shouldn't there be a different type of urinal or something for every species and i'm like no they just have a big trough in there <laughs> so um well but this is an imperial craft right. so it's mostly human exactly using. it just so it does they seem would, they wouldn't care about other species right it does seem really big do you think there may be shower units and stuff in there i like, do but still th- that thing was like three times the size of my own bathroom it felt like it for sure um uh, yeah, it, it. You're right. It was kind of big, and I didn't think about that till just now. And it seems, just and I, and of course now look, I'm going strictly off one of my favorite toys I've ever owned, the Kenner Imperial Shuttle, from oh, back I in 1983. Say the Kenner Imperial Refresher. No, the playset. No, but maybe maybe Hasbro should get on that and make one. Um, for the black for the black series. Yeah, the black San, series. <laughs> there's a San Diego Comic Con exclusive. There you go. Could, hey, <laughs> anyone going to Comic Con? Could the you pick Rebel me? Shuttle refresher with Wedge and AP5 figures. Oh my gosh! If you're going to Comic Con, could you please pick me up the Black Series refresher set? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see people walking up to booth. You got that Star Wars turlet? 
Hey, y'all got that Star Wars turtlet up in here? Golly, that's got, something else. You got, you got the turtlet playset? Mm. Um, but yeah, just fleshing ba- action. <laughs> real, real fleshing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you push a button and you hear the flush. <laughs> With a, it's got, well, it's got multiple sounds. So you've got the doors opening and closing and you've got the zipper sound effect and you've got the flush sound effect. Oh, uh oh, Daniel and Indy has just dropped. Listen, Erish, based on your position, I'm not sure if I want to read this comment, but based on your position, I have to. Uh, Daniel and Indy says the refresher is full of drunks at the Tootle Fruits concert. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a joke for the Rebel Force Radio podcast. Well, to which I told Teresa. Well, Teresa brought up the old Tootle Fruits. To which I Jimmy said, Mac is a huge Tootle Fruits he fan. He is. Everyone needs to send Jimmy Mac. Make someone make a poster about the Tootle Fruits tour, and send it to Jimmy Mac. Uh, but Teresa brought up the Tootle Fruits, and I said, "Well, they're not singing anywhere because apparently they're in prison for that one song they wrote." <laughs> <laughs> they're the, uh, they're the, they're the uh, Galactic Empire's version of that one band over in Russia, whatever their name was. The, the the political band yeah the p riot that's what it was yeah, p riot yeah um so anyhow back to back to this episode uh, and yeah, the refresher so, the, yeah the refresher so, shoes but based on the kenner toy i don't know where that would fit is what i'm saying yeah it, is is we're now in we're now in a tardis situation where it's bigger on the inside than it is the outside mm-hmm. yeah so. Yeah, it was it was ginormous. Mm-hmm. Do you think, and it, you know, Teresa brought this up, and I'm interested to get your your thoughts on this. Do you think that they're playing wedge up to be too clueless? No, because he's still. Remember, this is two years before <clears throat> a New Hope, or approx, you know, approximately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, based on the Sagrera episode we had. Uh, so, you know, he's still, you know, he's just left the Academy. He, he probably hasn't a, had a whole lot of flight time with them. Like, he's still young. He's going to he's gonna get seasoned pretty hard over the next couple of years, I think. I like it. You know what I like, Ayers? I like when your New York comes up. He's still young. <laughs> <laughs> um, the New York comes out in you every yeah, now and again. I, I think that. This could have been any pilot. I think it was just the chance to throw a wedge in there. Uh, maybe that's my issue. It's like, it, you it know, seemed... and I think that they, they were just, yeah, let's just make him wedge and then just kept that pilot the same as it was. Well, and it's probably because they had, I mean, he had the Imperial, they had the Imperial suit, the, the, the model there. Because the only well, model they he, have of wedge is in that does, Imperial pilot's uniform. Yeah, and he does have some experience in mm-hmm. the Imperial Academy and stuff. So Well, he's no Bodhi Rook. No. Well, but Bodhi had been flying for a while. That's right. You know, Bodhi was a rebel for like five seconds. That's true. I'm a big Bodhi Rook fan, I'm finding out as the time goes on. So am I. Yeah, I really like that a- kid. A- anybody who uh, survives a night, a, a one night stand with the Borg Gullet. <laughs> Borg Gullet? I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> a, a one night stand with Borg Are you going to leave me here overnight? Uh, yes. Borgolet likes to spend the night. Oh. <laughs> one does tend to lose one's... 
close. Um, All right, but let, let's talk about Hera for a minute. Yes. Because we mentioned she flat out murdered everyone. She did flat But I got to say, I loved angry P.O. <clears throat> to Hera. Agreed. 100% agreed. I agreed. more of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. More of that. I, well, you and, mess with my droid. And look, Chopper is her droid. Yep. Chopper was... Chopper was the first of this of her rebels crew. That's oh wow, that's if, true. Yeah. If you read a new dawn, like you know, it's just her and Chopper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you know, it's personal if you mess with Chopper. As cantankerous as much of a pain in the rear as he can be, like she loves that droid. And so the fact that somebody came in and messed with his head and used him to try and get at her and her people like you just pushed 15 buttons too many brother and i loved it and i don't think she meant to like murder them uh, you know she that's just, yeah i don't think so I, either i think it was a happy you side know, she effect mentions that she's just gonna send the energy back at them basically she's just trying to fry their computers right right um, and you know the ship blowing up was just uh, an after effect of her just going uh, all nutso on them. But I love that. I love that intensity, that fury, that anger. And you Slimo mm-hmm. was great. Bring yeah. us more of that. I, I yeah, it was. I, I tend to think she didn't realize it was going to blow the whole thing up. She was just trying to, as you said, fry their computers. You know what? She probably doesn't even know that it blew the ship up. How That's would true. she? No, uh, yeah, there's no way to know. She almost blew Chopper up. You know, it's one yeah. of those risks you have to take, I guess, when you've been uh, when you've been compromised, and and you have to you have to do that. But yeah, I'm with you. I loved Hera. I loved the moment of her uh, ingenuity of how we're, you know how to how to undo this or to make them pay for this, and and that's the thing I've missed from this character this whole season. Is we haven't got to see that, we yeah. haven't we haven't got to spend enough time for my taste with Hera, and I don't see where that's going to change in the next two episodes. But hopefully, you know, next season, uh, fourth season has been confirmed and announced and everything. That hopefully next season we'll get to spend that time with her and we'll get to see her lead and 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 be that person who mm-hmm. who comes up with things. I mean, we saw it a little bit, I guess, in in Secret Cargo, you know, with her. You know, watch out for the tro- yeah. You know, with the proton torpedo situation, but um, I do. I love Hera, and and I think that um, that the more time we get to spend with her, especially when she does stuff like this, uh, I'm all about it. Was she flat out <clears throat> murders? <laughs> flat out murders the AWAC. Did I lose Arish? No. Oh, I'm okay. still here. Okay. <laughs> I'm just think. I'm just just pausing for a moment mm-hmm. in, me- in memoriam of all the Lobots that yeah. died in the AWAC. Um, Arish, speaking of Lobot, uh, before we go, because it's about time to wrap up, um, I I have a theory based on his, his sleeve wear, especially his shirt wear, that, that Lobot had some Bee Gees rocking in those headphones of his. Little <laughs> <laughs> staying alive? Yes, sir. And when he, uh, and when he turns around, like, you watch that moment when when uh when when lando's you know laughing and he hugs han the way that he does that perfect spin and that spin in that point you know it's a little bit of this right there going on his head oh yeah turn point all those soldiers walk away (laughs) 
So now are you you going to ask one of your viewers to put the audio together of that scene with the Bee Gees? Uh, or we can just b- barely hear the Bee Gees coming out of his headset? No, I'm not going to. I'm not, <laughs> Stephanie, if you want to do that, I'm not going to turn that down. But that'd be amazing, yeah. It, 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 we got we to talk for a second, too. Uh, and see, this is why I'm sad that uh, I wasn't on with Teresa, because what would have been an hour, I'm only getting like a half an hour. Um, we got. I was really impressed with Josh Gad's performance in this. Very low key. Teresa mentioned the same thing. He 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 actually did a very low key performance for Josh Gad. Yep. And and very yep. measured. But but I love that character. Like you could totally, I totally bought into that guy. Agreed. Being the creepy guy that was running this whole ship yep. of creepy people. Yep. Um, so just bravo to him. And mm-hmm. especially because, you know, right now he's getting all the attention because he's in Beauty and the Beast and, you know, the big, uh, he's going to have a musical number. and everything. I mean, that's what we think of him as, is these kind of larger-than-life characters. Well, I mean, you know, the way he broke on the scene, Olaf, you know, the the, yep. the, the snowman in Frozen. So, yeah, for him to do that very measured, you know, almost monotone, because, you know, you, you understood the minute he said a sentence – you understood who this person was, and and you understood what those implants are doing and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm really impressed with that. And <clears throat> unfortunately, we're not going to get to see that character again. When um, an Empire Strikes Back, when they're all being escorted out by those uh, stormtroopers and everything, and, and Lando hits his little Casio game watch, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah, and alerts. Uh, alerts Lobot. He's just sitting. Wakes there with him a, up from his nap. Wakes him up. I I wonder what what starts playing i mean is it is it you know (laughs) he just opens up and shows up i I don't i don't know like i just got to know what's going on that head so what i what i really think would be cool is (laughs) because this song beep 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 and that's when it starts like he opens up and it starts playing right there it's all it's all cash yeah. So Stephanie, I'll, I'll I'll depend on you to get on that Lobot's disco move, sir. So, <laughs> take him, and that's why that's why Lando has to tell him to keep it quiet when he says hold him in the in the security tower, because he yep. knows he knows Lobot wants to party. He does. Yeah. He does. Lobot's like I got to get my shine on. Lobot's head is his disco ball. <laughs> Talking it up on the very show. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Talking it up on Lobot's talk show. On Lobot's talk show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Steve, good. Steve, anything I can do, you can do better. Mm, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about it. I, dude, I, I, overall, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for next week's episode? Um, I think I'm more excited for the finale. Really? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. Teresa and I kind of ended up talking a little bit about uh, the mall. Teresa, of course, is jazz because Maul's her um, Maul's her man, and uh, and I'm just jazz because I hope this whole mall thing comes to an end. That's how I feel. Yeah, and if it doesn't, then Maul is Snoke. There's no getting around it, Irish. I mean, look as fun as it has been to see characters like ahsoka and darth vader and maul and tarkin and 
you know, characters that we've grown to love and know over the years and stuff on the show, and, and you know, Captain Rex. Anytime they show up, it takes us away from the core story. Right. Agreed. That is the show. Yeah. And you know, there's been. I think that this has been the best mall we've had in Star Wars. Really, even more so than Crime Lord Mall. Around season five of Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh I wow. Just, Sam's performance this year has been great. There's mm-hmm. so many layers to him and stuff. Um, I've just found him really entertaining. But that's not that's not where I want to see. I want to see this show get to to Rogue One. Agreed. That that's what I want. I want to see the show be about the Rebel Alliance. A hundred percent agreed. Fighting the Empire. Yep. That's what I want out of this. Not. And I want Kanan and Ezra to be part of that. Yes, yes. Not not off on their own little missions, you know, chasing after Maul or trying to find this or, what, you know, whatever. That That's what I want to see is I want to see Rebels be about the Rebels. Yes, agreed. And, and, and while I am looking forward to this, hopefully it's going to be a really cool confrontation between Maul and Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And getting to see Kenobi again. I'm more excited about getting back to the story of the Rebels. 100% agreed. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here on Rebel Yell. Join us next week. we got a very special guest coming uh, to talk the Maul Kenobi episode. Twin Sons. Wait! What? We didn't talk about that we got nominated for a Star Wars podcast. Oh, my gosh. Before. You made me stop the music for that. Yeah. Where, how I did. did. I'm excited. This is my first nomination. Well, you, we were, you were with us last year when we were nominated, weren't you? No, last year I was just part of the Jedi Council. This year I'm the the uncredited third host. You're I'm you're special, one of us. I'm the special guest star that will get added to the credits next year. Well, is the voting still going on? I thought the voting was over. I thought the voting is still going on. We just got the nomination like this week. Okay. Right or late last week? I don't know. I'm looking. Anyway, best TV review show. So please, if voting is still open. Vote for us. I'm excited. Yeah, so we're the best. Why didn't we get best ensemble cast? See? Next year. Next okay. year. Baby All right. steps, Steve. Baby best, steps. best TV review, so Disney Vault Talk Rebel Yale. I don't... Let's see what else we're up against. And Teresa got nominated for some other things. Yeah, the, the fangirls going rogue are in there. And, uh, yeah, so... Um, but we work hard on Star Wars show, Bookworms. So I, was, I was very proud. Yes. Very proud to see us nominated. <clears throat> Agreed. I look. I'm. I'm always excited. And and look. Go vote for us if you will. We appreciate it if you do. Um. That way we can say we're an award-winning podcast. That'll be fun. You know, to be able to say that. Right now, I guess they're doing the People's Choice. I don't see Geek Out Loud in there, so no need to vote for that. Uh- <laughs> well, but uh, look, I think that they're voting for. I look. I voted for Geek Out Loud. I voted for Gulliver's mm-hmm. when they were accepting nominations. Yeah, fanboy uh, host. I don't see Arish or Steve in there, so no need to vote there. Fan- well, I think aside from Rebel Yell, you don't have a specific Star Wars dedicated show. I am Star Wars dedication. Son. I know you are, but <laughs> you don't have like Star Wars out loud. All right, I understand. You know? Well, maybe so we should. We'll, we'll call it swole. We'll go, swole. You got goal, 
You got Rock the Out Loud Rolls. Yeah. The Swollen Verse. Yeah, exactly. The Swollen Verse. That's what I like. It. Uh, we we go from Goal to Roll. That's Rock Out Loud to Mole. Mark Out Loud to Swole. Hey, look, your one specific Star Wars dedicated show got nominated. So. That's right. So go vote for it. And I guess you can vote right now. They're all. Thank you. They're Thank not doing it in waves. Thank you for all of you who nominated us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know. Vote for us. Yeah. Please. Last year they... Wait, wait. What's your... Help us out. Won't you? Help, help us, us out. out. Help us out. Yeah. Uh, they're, I, they're not... Do, last year they did it all in waves. This year they're not doing it waves at all. Um, so it doesn't look like... I don't... I guess not. Yeah. The the fan favorite in each category will be announced for Star Wars Celebration Orlando. So got a couple of weeks to vote. StarWarsPodcastAwards.com is where you go to vote. And uh, we appreciate your support in that. It's going to be huge. Make Star Wars great again. It's already great again. That's right. It doesn't need it. When was it not great? I don't know that it was ever not great, sir. During this Jefferson Starship performance of the holiday special. Even then. (laughs) Even then. (laughs) Because it was a Wookiee watching it. The Wookiee family, of course. (laughs) By the way, Eric, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because, spoiler alert, everyone, I'm just going to spoil something real quick. It's not a big spoiler, but in Empire's End, there's an interlude where Chewbacca goes and rescues his son. Uh-huh. Chewbacca's family canon. Does that mean the Star Wars Holiday Special is canon? I'm not. That's a question for Pablo Hidalgo. Well, I say it is. I say Life Day is a real thing, and Harvey Corman has a cooking show somewhere out there in the galaxy. And B. Arthur okay. works at that cantina. Huh. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you want to interact with us between shows, you can do so the best way. One of the best ways to do it is Twitter. Arish is at Darth underscore Dove. Therese is at Ice Cold Penguin. I'm at Steve Glosson. Follow Disney Vault Talk at Disney Vault Talk. And follow the entire Goliverse at Goliverse. And uh, we encourage you to support the shows by going to geekoutonline.com, geekoutpodcast.com. And using the links you'll find to things like Amazon, Entertainment Earth, Think Geek, and Fandango. Buy some movie tickets. If you're going to see a movie and you use Fandango, just bump over to one of those sites first and use the uh, links to buy tickets. Right now, there's even a link specifically to buy Power Rangers tickets. And I just did that to irk Erish. Should he ever go to geekoutpodcast.com and see the ad? (laughs) I miss the Fandango paper bag puppets. So, oh yeah, those guys were pretty funny. So... All right, everyone, until next time, for Erish, for Teresa, I'm Steve Glosson. We'll see you on the next Rebel Yell. Anything Maul can do, Kenobi can do better. We only hope. <laughs> <laughs>